Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon and uh, welcome. It's the Ori and Julia Show here on My Talk 107. A lot of everything entertainment. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon as we got a brief respite from the bone-chilling cold. We had a balmy 12 earlier today. Listen, Johnny, yeah. that felt warm. And that I did. Felt warm. I know. Yesterday, just one I know. Day. Yeah, it just, I was like, wow, that feels pretty warm. Yeah. Hashtag We're- It's So Cold is trending on Twitter. Yeah. And it was... Hashtag it's a call. International Falls, the nation's icebox, set a record low temperature of 37 below zero. Yeah, you know what? I mean, we're already we're being broken right now, people. That's what's yeah. happening. Now, for the rest cool of the winter, weekend. it'll be nice. 20 feels warm. Yes. So it's just a terrible gotta, thing we have to go through. We're getting broken in like horses to the weather. Is that it? Something like that. And then it does feel warm. Yeah. It's yeah, just so it's goofy. True. All right. Well, here's something. Speaking of goofy, so I go to bowling last night, and it's an empty bowling alley. I mean, like, a lot of people have pre-bowled. Which we, means you just go on a Saturday and you bowl? You go whenever and bowl your three games okay. and submit it into the bowling alley. Because, you know, this is uh, between Christmas and New Year's. A lot of people are off and, you know, not in town. Maybe they're... Wife, girlfriend, husband, what do you mean you're bowling again, you know, because you bowl so much. What do you mean you're bowling again? Didn't you just go out last week? And so um, my team, there were just three ladies there. We bowled the bye team, which means we bowled no one. And the only pressure... <laughs> I should have bowled with okay, you because yeah. I said, should I come bowl for yeah. you? The only pressure is that you have to get within 15 pins of your average to win the point against the non-existing team. Okay, so it sounds like you should be able to win all the points. Sure. Like 25 points. But not having competition makes you maybe a little... And you bowl faster or whatever. Well, Julia, I crumpled in the face of no competition and myself, okay? There's a great slogan. I I crumpled in the face of no Uh competition. And myself. (laughs) Yep. I did. I couldn't (laughs) hack the stress of it all. I was cracking under the pressure of having no pressure. I'm bowling absolutely nobody. All I have to do is bowl... At least, oh, my average now is one forty-eight, Missy. That's it. That's down. No, that's up. Is it? It's oh, up. Gosh. It's up. Yeah. And so, you know, what's my first game? I bowled a ninety-seven. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get gutter balls? Ninety-seven. I didn't you get gutter balls. Get a, but I was going ball. all. I couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. I would tell my arm and hand and shoulder. 
and need to do one thing and then it dissipate me every time. It's <laughs> pitiful. Oh, yeah. Not really. Yeah. So anyway, for me, I would always. Oh, I'm just. You're such a good bowler, Lori. Uh, but for whatever reason, everyone has an off day. But then my last game, I did have redemption. I bowled a damn 181. So I did win one point, and our team ended up winning 21 of 25 points against the non-existent team. Wow. So we did leave four points behind, and two of them were my fault, 100%, because then I bowled like a 120 All right. after the shame the and shame. the stink of my 97. And then when I, all of a sudden, I just like, I don't know, it's if it's taken me a while to loosen up this bum yoga shoulder I got from a Pilates thing I did, which I... It still hurts you. Julia, it, that shoulder has never been the same since I pinged whatever I pinged in that class when I wasn't quite warmed up and I went up on one arm and tried to be a graceful ballerina and put my hand up and my was leg up at the same was time. Was that all you were doing? Yes. And you do that all the time in kickboxing, though. But we did this in the beginning of class, oh. and I apparently am a slow-muscle warmer-upper. Who isn't? You know? Right. Maybe it was winter. I can't remember. I've blacked out this the details. This has been over a year. Oh, over longer than that. Really? It's been like eight or nine years. And then Casey always says to me, if I dare say anything about that, it kind of hurts. You can't complain. He goes, why don't I ever see you doing your... Uh, Shoulder exercises. recovery ex- mm-hmm. exercises. Mm-hmm. And I and always I'm like, say, I'm too lazy. I'm too lazy. <laughs> I work out every day, but I, I'm not going to do the recovery. Then you can't complain about no. the pain. Remember so you I went tried, to the back I stuff never last really, year? Uh, huh? You went to the back therapy last oh year? Oh, my gosh. That was something else. I, I had an underperforming back. I was... I just I, I love now that it's not just I have a weak lower back. I have an underperforming back. That's what they told me. Mm-hmm. I just I, love that. Yeah, I mean that's nice language. I have an <laughs> underperforming flat stomach right now. Yeah, and I have an overperforming something else. So you know everything's working out. <laughs> I am okay. So I'm leaving on Saturday to go skiing for mm-hmm. a week, and they're just getting dumped, dumped, dumped like so much snow Fun. in Montana. I know. And um, except I hate skiing and fresh powder. Oh, That's love, like a nightmare for me. Oh, yeah, it's hard. It's it harder. Is. It's really hard. Um, but it's I can't wait. And um, so I was taking out the ski stuff. So I'm like, oh, try it on my pants that I haven't worn these pants in like four years because I wouldn't fit in me. And I thought maybe they'll fit this year. Well, I'm wearing them 24 seven. I almost wore them to work today, Be- just thinking they're going to stretch out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't no, think you should ski in ski tight pants. pants. They're not that tight. I decided because I can bend over. And can you get back up? Well, okay. See, that's I love. The, yeah. I love that you said that. No, it is a because test. because there's lots of pants you can bend over, but it's how you get back up that's the true God, test. I think of I think of the one pair of ski pants that I had hemmed, and I was going down moguls right by the chair underneath the chairlift, and my. Ski pole got stuck. The hem broke on the bottom of my ski pants, and I pulled right in my pants. Oh no! And no, and how I just fell forward. Pass over tea kettle. Oh as they gosh, say. yeah. I would wear. Yeah, I know. But the ski pants thing is, you know. Forgot to bring in my snowboarding I know pants you did. today. I can bring them in tomorrow. Well, I'll wear my ski pants, and you can tell me. <laughs> yeah, I want to see you bend. I want to see you bend Do over bend and, and pretend pick up some poles or your gloves. Yeah, bend and snap. Or I have. Or Trust also me. when you have to be able to bend to do your ski, your buckles, unless you have someone 
who up ahead of time is going to buckle for me. Yes. It said they will be my buckler. Yes. Remember? Oh, that was one of the loveliest things (gasps) about staying at the Ritz Carlton at, um, Whistler yeah. is that they have the ski valets, Donnie, Same, and not only yeah. do they keep your skis warm and brushed off oh. or whatever, but when you go in and put on your boots, they buckle it for you. It's buckle them yeah. for you, it's very, and it's, it's very that's like at the Yellowstone Club. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the ski so, anywhere there's a ski valet. It's, it's so it's, lovely. It really is, and only because sometimes, depending on weather conditions and what you have on, you can't bend. You, it's not that easy to bend, which seems crazy because you're going to ski. So theoretically, you better be somewhat bend little, bendable. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right, listen. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. It's what day is it today now? It's Thursday. It's Thursday. Gosh, we're Last almost done. I checked. <laughs> Listen Julia, to this. You uh, 12 minutes start into the, the show. No, I don't mean it. I just mean Countdown. about the week. I just, I mean. Don't try and lie to me and Donnie and the rest of us. I don't mean it about this show. I love doing this. I just am saying, you know, I'm just super excited to leave town. Yeah. I, I really am. I understand. I, was, I haven't gone anywhere I was, in a long time. Yes, I know. Oh, my gosh. Would somebody play the world's tiniest Spend violin? Ever. All right, listen, when we come back. It, thank, thank you, Donnie. There it is. <laughs> oh, when we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Thursday, December 28th. Um, here we are. Here we are. Woo! Just having another fantastic show, end of the year show. But I, I, thought, I like that prediction because yeah. it's going to be so great all the way through. People, the driving today is scary. Yeah. Well, it's listen, slow. Donnie, I'm giving you the 411 right now. You can use this for the best of probably on Monday this when we get show, a day off. Because yeah. we're going to be so brilliant today. Well, uh, <laughs> no, I wanted to revisit all of like some of the news stories. All of, wait, some. Some, okay, all of the news stories that we loved and then maybe didn't love, but that just happened. In okay, let's do the ones that we okay. loved. So. The thing that was uh, giving us uh, life last February was the Oscar flub. That lasted for at least three weeks. It was Uh, fun. Faye Dunaway, Warren Beatty, Moonlight, La La Land. It was such a kerfuffle. And I still have yet to see Moonlight. Oh, that's a great I know. movie. Great movie. So anyway, I mean, would you guys agree that really kept us going for a Well, that a was a good one. That's got to be very high on the list. Yes. Well, because it's the only time yeah. that's ever happened in Oscar history. That's right. It's such magnitude. In our arts and entertainment world, that was a very good one. A very, very yes. good one. Uh, also, in January, the Women's March, that lasted. Oh. Uh, the topic, you know, the hats and yep. everything that was going on. Uh, Is that where the I Love My Melons hat came from? No. Okay. No, that's a St. Paul company. That's a local company. Yeah, I've seen so many people with those hats on. They do very good marketing on the college campuses. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Remember how obsessed uh, everyone was last February? I think it was with the Kendall Pepsi ad, the tone deafness of the Kendall. Yes. Pepsi ad. Mm -hmm. We were obsessed for 24 hours. Yeah, that's all. That one was a long one. Even saying obsessed is is a a big. It's okay. a stretch. Here's something I think that we were obsessed on and off with all year long. Okay. He it was Harry Styles, both his music and his wardrobing. Love. And his performances. And we, we saw got him. to see him and he just kind of gave us on and off all year long. And he debuted his first s- single album last Thank year. You. I, I like love how him. you said single like you were kind of the jungle solo book. album. I was gonna yes, that was the word I was looking for, yeah. but I started to say silver. And mm-hmm. his debut in acting in Dunkirk. 
Yes, yes, Donnie. Have you seen that yet, Lori? Yes, that was amazing. So good. So good. Yep. Um, We had the twins. George and Amal had -hmm. twins, and Beyonce and Jay Z. And that basically have they have given us on and off stuff, you know, for as much as it can, but just different ways: celebrity real estate, outfits, this, that, and the other thing. You know, we, we thank you for that. And thank you for George that. Clooney is just has great one-liners. He does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miss Janet Jackson gave us yes. fodder all year long. She, she had the baby. She had the baby. Mm-hmm. Then she, she left broke the up husband. five months later. Yeah. She moved back to the States. Went on tour. She started dressing differently. Now yep. she's back with the love of her life. Uh, Jermaine, Jermaine Dupree. 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 Yep. One of the loves of her life. But they life. were together a long time, seven years before they broke it off. I never got understood those two because it's not... He gets her. I guess. He gets her. Yeah. And it's someone, it. if you I feel like safe, it. whatever yeah. the words, you have to feel safe, appreciated, and... Celebrated. Celebrated. Yep. Thank you, Donnie. Seen, mm-hmm. safe, and celebrated. Thank or you. Or celebrated. Get out. And yes. she, she got back in. All right. Okay. Uh, we also were... We had a couple of months on and off... Richard Simmons. He was missing in action. Where is he? Where is he? Uh The National Enquirer suing, making statements. There was all of that. Of course, there's been a lot of morning TV show, whatever, this whole year. The bouncing ball of who's going to sit at the anchor chair. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's happening. Um, Abby Lee Miller. Megan Kelly, we got her this fall. That's right. Uh, Abby Lee Miller. There yes. was a period of time for a couple of weeks where you couldn't get away from Abby Lee Miller. Well, she was going into Marvel. jail. She is in jail. She, yeah, but pre-going into jail, she yes. was telling us about everything she's going to do yeah. in jail Gosh, during her prison time. We talked about Taylor quite a bit this year, on and off in yeah. various ways. Music, yeah. boyfriends, the feuds, the snake emoji, the receipts, the DJ, the we album. Spent, yeah, wow. A lot of Taylor. Uh-huh. A lot of Taylor time. Uh-huh. Tea time. Uh, a tea time. Now, two stories that we did not uh, want to cover, but we did talk about it quite a bit, was Ariana Grande and the Manchester attack and then the Route uh, 91 Harvest Festival in Vegas. Yeah. Oh, that that just... was just like we were so bummed about those two. Just because it's something we all do, we can all relate to like being at a festival, a music, a yeah, concert, I arena. Just, both of them are just... Beyond we, tragic. Yeah, yeah tragic. but we did. Yep. Um, also, we started the year with Selena Gomez dating the weekend and ended the year with Jelena back together. That's and still Dustin drama. Bieber. Still drama. And yeah. Selena. And they're in couples counseling. I mean. Okay, don't forget all the Kardashian pregnancies. Are they? Aren't they? Surrogates. Ice blonde hair, this, that, and the other thing. Con- This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you go on low key. I kind of like them. I, yeah. I, I'm sucked into those people right now on the TV. Yeah, Julia, Kim it's, Kardashian will be on reality TV uh, for five more years, which will put her at 42. Do you realize, remember when they so said... They're so ingrained in people's lives. And remember when they said um, that they will never... Um, the Hollywood, who was ever the um, jurisdiction over the Hollywood Walk of Fame, that they would never let a reality star have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yes, specifically for Kim. I wonder if it ever changes. It, it, it will end up changing. I know. Kim well, Kardashian will shouldn't. for sure get a star. I don't think it should. Oh, well, I do. No. She's kind of iconic. My yeah. goodness. She's You'll changed. never not be able to look back at the last Social 15, media, yeah, what she's done. She's stars, too much of an influencer, Johnny. But the stars, it's about talent. But Johnny, now she you sound no like you're talent. 100 But you want to know, old. you know what I've decided her talent <laughs> is? She's a hard worker. She, that whole family, they work harder than anyone I know. Well, they they really do. Well, Kim is the the master. Uh, she's great at it. Worker. I mean, but she has really to work good. hard on her body so yeah, she no. can take all the good photos. Yeah. I mean, you know, do him right there. Okay. All right, thanks, son. Uh, ben and Jen finally oh. divorced. We talked about Ben and Jen a lot because they didn't get divorced until like July. That was two years later, yep. and then he immediately took up with the shook us. Shook us. The Ben Shack mm-hmm. shook us happened right away. Mm-hmm. So they, we spent they, a lot of time. We have spent a lot of time on them and, and on Batman for yes. that matter. Yeah. We took great delight in J-Rod. I have anyway. I believed in them as a couple right away like you believed in Harry and Meghan right away and I didn't. I did. But we had the opposite yep. with this one. Yeah. I just think it's. J-Rod. Yeah. Forever. Until there's not. Until J-Rod. there's no Rod. Yeah, right. Forever well, until it's done. Only because when you are working on a fourth husband i think everyone has the right to be skeptical because if there's a fourth there's going to often be a fifth well think of how elizabeth taylor must have felt burning through the men like she did yeah but she married one twice yes she did and she had one die in a plane yes she did she had to divorce him because he beat her up Yep, I mean, and then one of them took her money, I believe. The Larry, did the Larry guy Larry take her? Larry Fortinsky? Uh, she met him so. in rehab, vulnerable. Yeah. vulnerable. Oh, yeah, you're not guy. supposed to date in rehab. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, baby number three for Wills and Kate. Yeah. Was that kind of a ho-hum? Mm. I, think it's, I think it's exciting. It shocked me because she is so ill the first trimester. Yeah. That with two little kids running around, you would want to have sure. another one. That shocked me. Okay, and the she's thing, a giver. The thing we spent the most time on the last, uh, you know, whatever eight weeks started with Harvey, yeah, Kevin Spacey, Louis C.K., all these Matt Lauer, Charlie Rose, you know, Al Franken, yeah, uh, this that now this <laughs> that we spent a lot of time on men who behaved badly and felt that they could get away with it. And it was shocking the shocking. level of the depth. I the think, depth. I think yeah. that um, Harvey Weinstein story is just so unbelievable how he spun everybody to be on his team and had all these plates spinning in the air at the same time to work against. Ex-Massad agents uh, it, and the smear campaign was... In Europe and here and yeah. New York yeah. and boy, so we, we did spend. Think of how exhausting his life was. 
Having all that going at the same time and then pretending to be a dad and go home to his two children and yeah. his wife? I don't know. I don't have any... I have no, I don't, but I mean, can you I, imagine keeping all those plates no, in the air at the no, same time? No, that's why you and I and Donnie and 99% of the people listening, you'd be exhausted. To, uh, you've got to really be a macabre person. You really do. In your heart to be able you to do. do that. All right, listen. We- Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Well, we have our last author of the year on. Laura Lee Smith is joining us for her fantastic second novel called The Ice House. Laura, how are you? I'm great, thanks. How are you doing this afternoon? Well, this Minnesota is literally an ice house right now. It's about (laughs) seven degrees out. Be minus degrees tonight. But um, anyway, your book book was, was just... Wonderful. I really, I really just, I think we both yes. just enjoyed it so, so much. And you and live in one of our favorite little spots, St. Augustine, in Florida. Florida. Well, thank you so much for having me on. And I just wanted to say that I just got back from taking a little walk around the block and I was in my head complaining about being chilly, but I think I'm going to bite my tongue and there not go. worry. All right. <laughs> well, we, I know, we do know that that Atlantic side, though, because Julia's dad used to live in New, New Smyrna, Smyrna Beach, Beach, if you know where mm-hmm. that is. And yeah, it does get chilly oh, at yes, this time of the year on the Atlantic side of the ocean. Yeah, it's a little a little chilly, but I mean, I don't know. It's like maybe in the 60s. I, so I can't, I honestly can't complain. I All know right. that you guys... Well, you can complain amongst your people down there. That's right. That's right. (laughs) So, Laura, can you give us the setup for your book, The Ice House? Yeah, sure. Um, Yeah, it's about a family. Uh, First and foremost, it's about a family. I think that it shares that in common with my first book, too. I I tend to write about families Mm -hmm. because they do do capture my attention, the dynamics in families. And this, the, the second book, The Ice House, is about a father who emigrated to the United States from Scotland when he was a young man. He's now um, in his early 50s, and he and his wife own and operate an ice plant, hence the name of the novel. And uh, so they make ice. It's a modern-day story. It's not It's not antiquated or historic. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's set in contemporary times, but they make ice. But uh, Johnny McKinnon, my main character, he left a lot behind when he left Scotland when he was young, and one of the things he left behind was a son of his own. And... Um, so the story uh, opens with him, you know, really having some uh, a lot of thoughts about trying to mend fences with his now adult son who has stayed behind in Scotland and has had a, a really difficult life. And um, so Johnny, my character, is sitting here in Florida and, and trying to think about ways that he can uh, extend himself across the ocean and, and begin to repair the relationship with his son. And what, yeah. is there like a real life ice house i mean it was a real life inspiration with uh your story we haven't read heart of palm your very highly acclaimed first First novel novel. we just learned about you from the ice house but i I, we are curious about that if there's any you know little yeah both books were certainly inspired by my my local environment um the first book was inspired by a region just a tiny bit north of here called Palm Valley. But this book was inspired by a building uh, right here in my neighborhood. It's only, you know, a handful of blocks away from my home. And there is an old ice plant, an ice factory that was built, I believe, like around 1917, 1918, somewhere around there. And it was uh, in use for many years as an ice plant. And then in more recent decades, it has been used for a number of different things. But at the time when I was beginning to cultivate this story, 
it was pretty much derelict. Parts of it were being used for to rent out to a small business, but it's this beautiful big Art Deco building, and I drive past it every day, and it became a very inspirational canvas, I guess, where I saw it as an opportunity to put some people inside this ice factory and bring it back to life and see what would happen. Yeah, well, and I, I was able to um, read the ice house going on a flight out west uh, over the over Christmas, so I got to read it both directions. And it's always so nice when you can like just have three hours of uninterrupted reading. Yeah. And what really captured, I guess, my imagination is... Just really how family members, there can be grudges or resentments or things unsaid that get so much bigger. I don't know. Over time. Over time. And then really at the end, would anyone even really know what somebody is mad at somebody about? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And I think that we all have experience with that in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody that comes from a fully functional family. Right. You know what I mean? Like we're all we're all thrown into our families. A for, fully for functional family. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I think people um, have told me that they can appreciate that element in both of my books. That it, the books tend to be about family members who love each other even when they don't want to. Mm-hmm. I, I guess is one way to put it. Yeah. And, um, it, it, it intrigues me trying to watch how people navigate that. And also, you know, I could feel, I could smell, you know, Florida. I could, I, I felt myself being on the side of the lock watching the ferry. I mean, very evocative as far as the Scotland and Florida as part of the story, because essentially those, they are. They're so different, and it was really fun to put myself in both of those places while writing the story. You know, you've got this steamy, really hot and sticky and itchy environment here in Florida, and then Scotland has its own set of difficult sensory things to deal with. So it, it was fun, and plus the story was about making ice, which yes. was kind of mm-hmm. cool to put that in Florida and have people be hot and cold mm-hmm. in both physical ways and metaphorical ways. You know, they're hot and cold with each other as well. So yeah. it, was, it was a fun set of images to work with. I bet. All right. So, you you know, the son deals with addictions and heroin. the heroin. And, you know, we're reading so much these days and hearing so much about the epidemic, the opioids and addiction. Is there... Um, you know, having that part of the story, was that something you have some, you know, I don't want to say well, experience or someone close to you dealing with addictions? Not not heroin, thank goodness, but certainly members of my extended family have struggled. Uh, we all know friends and family, I think, who have struggled with alcohol or other substances. And so it was easy for me not to relate to a heroin addict because that's an experience that I don't have firsthand, mm-hmm. thank goodness. Yeah. But, but, you know, I do, I am familiar with those demons that people struggle with and how hard it is to try to live a life and raise, he has, Corin in the story has a young daughter that he's trying to be a parent to, and it's just such a difficult thing for him to be shouldering. And, um, yeah, and when I first started writing the book, it was probably a good five years ago, and through these last five years, watching the epidemic in our country and in Scotland grow and grow and grow. There's so many people now becoming addicted to heroin and opioids. It's really scary. It's it's a terrible thing to see. 
Yeah, it really is. It's and it's just interesting to read about that as well. And well, what, and it's also so hard for families. Well, and also I thought though one of the things that Corin says is that you know how much he thinks about it, mm-hmm. the sweet mm-hmm. bliss of it, and of I don't. Yeah, and I think that that is also an important piece of the story that comes out to you as a reader. Yeah, he he looks it head on. I mean, he acknowledges that it's the best feeling he's ever mm-hmm. had, and he doesn't. He misses it. <laughs> he and really it, misses it. And I think you know that was it was kind of it's it's also eye opening t- to have it in that voice. It just gives you another uh, way to be have some sympathy, empathy, and understanding. Yeah, I hope so because I think especially something as hardcore as heroin. If you're just reading about it in the paper, it's easy to say, oh, you know, or, you know, feel some distance from it. But it was my hope to put those feelings into a character who was relatable. Yeah, you really did, because I I have a nephew who is in and out of rehab for heroin. And, you know, he's he's tried to explain to me and mm-hmm. it's very hard to listen to from him because he's not on the other side of sober right mm-hmm. but that mm-hmm. but Corin it really spoke to me anyway so just as someone who has a personal family experience with it I say thank you for oh, uh, giving wow. me another way to uh, deal with that's, um, that that's really great to hear you say that thank yeah. you for yeah. that response well I mean so, it and the book it, is I just I mean I it really is a great story. I love the whole storyline with Pauline, Johnny's wife, and you know, uh, it's just a it's a full, just juicy novel. And I'm wondering if Oprah has her copy <laughs> in Maui because she recommended your first book, Heart of Palm, was an Oprah book pick. Do you think she's got it? I don't know. You know, I don't have Oprah on speed dial. I gotta <laughs> find somebody that does. Donnie does. He'll give it to you when we get off okay. the phone. We're yeah, talking sure. with Laura Lee Smith. The book is The Ice House. Um, we want to know before has anyone optioned it? No, no, not no, yet. How about your first out. book? It just came out. Nope, nope. Okay, well, here's our second question okay. to you. Then that will happen. Uh, Laura, is what's the last great book you read? Oh, the last. Okay, that's a that's a great question. I just finished reading, and it's a difficult book. I'm not sure if it's for everybody. I'm not sure if it's for all your audience, all your listeners. But I just finished Afterglow by Eileen Miles, who is a fellow Grove Press author, and and I I love to read books by my own publisher because I think they do a great job of selecting. And yes. And so anyway, this this is a book about her dog Rosie. And it's very different. It's very artsy. It's very unusual. But it's a doll. It's a book about the loss of a dog. Oh. And, but it's not in the way you're thinking. It's not in the way of some of the more popular books that have been out in, in the last several years. Right, um, like a Marley uh, and Me. No, no, not at all. It's very dense and difficult and um, challenging. But it's really a cool book, and it's just beautifully. Beautifully put together. I loved it. All right, they call it a dog memoir. Oh wow! Yeah. All right, Afterglow. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so nice to meet you today, Laura. We look forward to reading your next book. But we're recommending if you haven't read um, your first book or your second book, either one, Heart of Palm, and this book we've just been talking about, The Ice House. And we look forward to reading your next novel, and hopefully, you're working on it. Well, thank you. I am. I was just out walking and thinking, and and um putting together ideas for getting busy in the new year. All right. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thanks for being with us. Thank you.
Stay warm up there. All right, Thank we will. You. We're We've in our a- own ice house. Yep. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood! Hollywood's speaking! What is the meaning of this? All right, let's get to it, people. All right. This might catch people off guard. It oh, is not 445. 445. No matter how much we wish it was. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, so here's the... Uh, Lindsay Lohan bitten by a snake while vacationing in Florida, or excuse me, in Thailand, excuse me. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. She revealed on an Instagram story. I love this. It's so beautiful. It's so amazing. Aside from my snake bite. Oh, for Because remember yesterday, yes. the tax bill story? Yes. Showed $100,000. Yeah. This is uh-huh. easy distraction. Is the snake a boyfriend or a real yeah, snake? Yeah, no, a real, a real snake. snake. Okay. Hi, I'm still in Phuket. It's beautiful. And yeah, I got bit by a snake on a hike the other day. The positive side, I'm okay. Happy New Year. God bless. Ciao. She's Ciao. so international. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So she said her shaman on the journey told her that the snake bite was actually good luck. So well, she let perfect, us know then. this. You know, well, I'm so glad. Maybe it, it's bitten her and she's going to find $100,000 <laughs> under a rock. Right. <laughs> she got bitten pretty bad. Oh, good Hollywood speak. Uh-huh. Okay, Drew Barrymore. Um, I love her. She's uh, the cover of February In Style magazine. Where are he in February, Lori? We haven't even hit January. I know it. Oh, I know it. Well, because people already have their January. Yeah, I know. So the Santa Clarita Diet television uh, show that she's on on Netflix, I think, isn't it? Yeah, I, Timothy I, tried, I tried. I tried four episodes, even for Timothy Oliphant, who I love from um, Justified. Justified. I couldn't really. No, you know, I dream. haven't even bothered because yeah, I'm like, don't. really, I'm shocked. It's because, not your kind of show. Well, I know she that. gets bit by a vampire and he has to give her blood. She's a vampire, and it's supposed to People be funny. People liked it, but you didn't think it was funny. Do you ever hear anybody talking brother, about it? My brother watched it. He kind of liked it. Yeah. Might have been the dead of winter last year. All right, fine. You know. Fine. He was doing other Remember things. Remember the little ki- ki- boy that's on it was in studio with us. I know. But still. Okay, well, here's what she had to say in okay. InStyle Magazine. I personally love her chubby stick uh, cheek blushers that, at Walmart. Oh, you've never been to a Walmart, Lori. I have when I go thanks the day with after thing with my dad. He always You'll goes go to into the Walmart in Duluth. And, yes, and then, Mall. And I always buy a, two chubby sticks of hers. Really, it's the only time I've okay, ever. Okay, and been. her name is Blossom or Bloom. What's the name of her makeup line? I think Flower. Oh, it is Flower. Okay, mm-hmm. I was so close. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so here's what she says. Uh, that her mother, Jade, dressed her like an 80-year-old woman and took her out on the town, meaning Beverly Hills, all the time and went to parties. And she stuff. did. And Drew Barrymore was an alcoholic at age 12. Wow. Was Don't she you that? remember? Yeah, I guess and, so. And she was kind of like... Um, did she dress her like an 80-year-old just like just to make... Just so... Like dressing her up like you do with a little girl, put on lots of... Pearls. pearls and, and scarves. And hats. And, hats. and, hats. Yeah. and yeah. long dresses and coats. And yeah. Sh- maybe high so heels. So it looked like it was yeah. like more... 
It was it like more of a friend bad. instead of her daughter going out with her. My two foot tall friend. Instead of having yeah. her dressed in no, Disney that's, clothes. That's how her mom was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they she did really have it. Had... I read that book. I read her book right before she dumped her husband. Yeah, she had an eccentric upbringing. And really, Steven Spielberg after was kind of her, is her godfather, I think. Yes. But yes. really was more like a father figure to her because he, he directed her when she was so small in E.T. Mm-hmm. Not E.T., uh, Poltergeist. Yeah. Was it Poltergeist? No, no, it was E.T. It right. wasn't in Poltergeist. E.T. Uh, Robin Wright is seeing a sexy younger man. Good she, for her. That's, that's Robin Wright likes. Pan. Here's the thing. Sometimes when you're like 51, f- there aren't any 51-year-old men around that are available mm-hmm. or that have a working, you know what, so you go are younger. Are you saying that at 50 it stops? No, I'm not saying, but sometimes people are too proud to do anything about the state of their business. <laughs> I no comment at this time. Why are you to look I'm at him? Asked. I can't see Donnie Please. where we're sitting. I know, oh but I'm just saying that the cutoff was 51, and that's that's your line in the sand. No, but I mean the chances are. I love that you say things are happening, right but not to everybody. I think the last time I looked in my sexology journal, it was like 35 percent of men by 50, which is high. Yeah, that are having more of a when you're of, of dating, a lighter, of when lighter you think wood, of how small softer the, wood. Yeah, when you think of how the smaller pool too of guys mm-hmm. in their fifties that are available. I I wish some more because they also want somebody younger, right? Of course they do. Yeah, you know. So where does that leave all the fifty-year-olds? Hollywood speak that. Would They're you? all dating forty-year-olds. There you go. Anyway. Um, Anyway, this guy's it's cute. It's a Frenchie. Whoever he is. Yeah, he's a fashion She's designer. beautiful. Yeah. She's just stunning. Yeah. And, and why not? And why not is right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's not a mystery man. He's got a name now. She's been dating younger men. Clement I mean... Gerardo. Oh, Clement. He's VIP relations manager for St. Laurent. Oh, what a lovely title. I know it. Do you like that? What a accent? lovely title. Okay, well, let's go back to Paris. Why is Catherine McPhee and David Foster, why are they getting papped all over Paris? And why is she kissing him on a cheek like he's an old uncle? <laughs> well, because she's pretending they're in an intimate relationship, but the closest she's going to get. I don't get here's, these two. Here's, he had broken glasses. Here's in how this. you know so says, that this is a completely planted story on both their sides. Okay. A source exclusively told Us Weekly that means both of their people have approved of this storyline. Okay. When Kat Catherine. Ta- talks about David. Ooh. But they use the word cat to make it mm-hmm. seem like this sure. is really insider. Oh, yeah. When Cat talks about David, her face lights up. She's really so happy. They're actually sweet together. The age difference might seem substantial to some, but they're really cute together and it makes sense. Is it 40 or 50 years? Oh, no, no. It's, it's like 30 much. years. 30. But the fact, me think thou doth protest too much in this. That she lights up. There's a glow. They're sweet together. The age difference. They're cute together. It makes sense. She's so happy. Her face lights up. What about his? He's the one who should be his face lighting up and everything else. That's right. But this is a fake, fake, fake relationship. Nothing to it. it. Okay, Bravo won't can Luann over her drunken arrest. Luann de Lesseps Mm -hmm. because of... um, After she's she's found in bed with a man in a random hotel room, which... On the wrong floor. By the way, is the greatest soap opera line that probably has been in Young and the Restless. Which one? Found in bed with a man in a random hotel room. You just know that's been a storyline in the Young and the Restless. There's the scene. 
It's leaving Las Vegas, too. I think there was a movie yeah. about it. And I love when people were saying, like, people are actually believing that this was a guy she used to date. This is a guy she picked up that night in the hotel bar. Mm-hmm. It was a guy she used to date. No, no. It was just some rando. Well, here's the deal. She's a real housewife of New York. This will don't get know her who... more airtime. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. As she struggles through. I mean, she really could get hit with some charges for this. She, she has been behaved I know. very she badly. She behaved very badly. Yeah, I want to know how she got out of the uh, handcuffs. She's got thin, thin hands. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, here's what um, Bow Wow told King Magazine. Okay, Ooh. when is the last time we have talked it. about Bow Wow? He's, oh, no. a, he's a singer. Yeah, this is uh, on a radio show. He didn't okay. tell this kid magazine. He said um, that he got her number when she was still Paris Hilton's BFF in 2007. He got Kim Kardashian's okay. number. He said, and I'm quoting him, we was cool. We were friends. This was right before Reggie Bush. The reason nobody knew that I dated her is because how I move, we kicked it hard. <laughs> what does that mean? He banged mean? her. Yeah, thank you, Julia. Oh, Lordy. I mean, that's so bad to say. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. But before Reggie Bush and then before the infamous, uh, you know, Chris sex Humphreys. tape. Yeah. No, no she yeah, had the sex right tape before, before that. Well, mm-hmm. before that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, with um, the guy who ended up dating Whitney Houston before when she Ray passed J. away. Ray yeah. J. Yeah, thank you, Julia. Mm, I'm just putting it all together, people. Uh, Julianne Huff told Red Book, she's on the Dancing cover. with the Stars That's gal. Right. She said, I did a film where I was basically told I was fat every day, yet I was the skinniest I'd ever been. Julianne Huff? Julianne yes. Huff said this? Yes. Okay, and I'm going to tell you the name. It was a Nicholas Sparks movie, I think. Um, or it was um, Footloose, because she was in the second Footloose, you know, the remake. Yeah, and, and she's, she's so thin. She's the, she's doing uh, playing in a biopic about fitness pioneer Betty Weeder in the film Bigger. Mm. It's the '50s thing, and oh. so anyway, she's trying to get add bulk to yeah. her body. But yeah, with Juliana Huff is being told yeah, she's fat every day. Terrible. There's no hope for anyone in Hollywood. We'll be back.